Hi, I'm Richard Randall, and welcome to The Real Estate Voice with Barb Schlinker, owner of Your Home Sold Guaranteed Realty. This is the weekly radio show that informs and educates you on how to buy or sell real estate with Colorado Springs Real Estate Authority, Barb Schlinker. Barb Schlinker is a retired Navy veteran. Barb is an author. Barb Schlinker is a pilot, and Barb enjoys all that Colorado Springs has to offer with her amazing team. Barb, always great to be talking with you. And uh, many people buying and selling real estate are often confused about how the real estate industry divides up commissions in a given transaction. There have been some news about this topic lately. Can you share a little bit of that with us? Yeah, it's a very interesting subject and it's it's all scary to talk about because we're not supposed to, you know, be a standardized commission because of the antitrust laws involved. But really the news involves that apparently the National Association of Realtors got in the gun sights of the Department of Justice for price fixing essentially in this way. So, and it actually started a few years ago. Let me back up and give you the the history behind it. There was an antitrust lawsuit filed by some home sellers in Chicago that basically said, and they, and they hired the tobacco lawyers. So they got, they got good counsel. And they basically said, wait a minute, if, if me, Mr. Seller, I'm paying whatever, 6% commission as an example. And out of that commission, I have to pay the buyer's agent. Why am I paying for somebody to fight me in negotiations, beat me down on concessions, beat me up on repairs. It's like paying opposing counsel, right? Right, Richard, does that make sense? It totally makes sense, yeah, that's a good example. Yeah, so, so that's, that was the, the beginning of the lawsuit. So the reason it came about is there are certain real estate brokerages it comp- that, that created these company-wide edicts that basically said, if you don't offer the buyer's agent a minimum commission of X, they're not going to show it. So you have to give up that much money in the transaction out of the commission to the buyer's agent, or they will shun your house, Mr. Seller. Wow. So that's, that's antitrust. And there were a couple of real estate brokerages, I'm not going to mention them, that had established this minimum standard. And so that was that was the genesis of that lawsuit. And then the, the Department of Justice got involved and they, back in the spring, they reached a settlement between all those brokerages and the National Association of Realtors, which is basically complicit in this game and said, okay, as long as you're transparent and you share with the buyers, who the buyers are part of the transaction too, right? They're paying for the house. They're also effectively paying the commission in a way because they're bringing the money. Well, um, it it does get get pulled out of the seller side of the transaction in most cases. However, the way it works is I will go list a house. And let's say I list a house for, as an example, 6%. Out of the 6%, I'll pay some of that commission to the agent that brings the buyer. And what that does for the seller is it is it then it's not just me trying to find a buyer, even though that's what we advertise. Barb has the buyers, right? We have almost 26,000 buyers in our database. We are certainly marketing to our buyers. I am still simply outnumbered 
by the 5,000 other agents in the Pikes Peak region, as well as the 30,000 other agents in the Denver region that have buyers as well, right? They may not have as many as I do, but they certainly have buyers. So when you, when you do the math, I'm outnumbered, okay? And it could be that their buyer might be, pay a lot more than one of my buyers. So the objective is to get the seller the most money, to get eyes of all the buyers in the buyer community's population on their house so that they command the best possible price for their home. Okay, so that's, it, it has good intentions in that it's designed to leverage not only my buyers, but all the other agents' buyers to get the, the home sold and for the best price. Does that make sense, Richard? Yeah, it does. And I think you've got a great way of taking some of these things that are a little bit more complicated and breaking them down when you do explain them. And, and as a former trial attorney, I had to do the same thing. So it's a, a skill I appreciate a lot, Barb. Yeah. So, so what's been happening in this market, as an example, it was an industry norm and standard to offer up half the commission out of whatever I negotiated to the buyer's agent. Okay. In this market, actually, most agents in their behavior felt like they were entitled to get 3% if they brought the buyer. Well, what's changed over the years is technology. So as, as we took the NARA was involved with this, where it used to be every little multiple listing service, and there are over 1400 of them in the country, was like a little local fiefdom per se, a club of real estate agents that joined together to have a database of homes for sale. And we would share our buyers with each other to get homes sold, right? That was the objective. So when everything went up online back in the late 90s, when I first started in the business, it gave the buyers more control. So it used to be back before then, before Al Gore invented the internet and all that, that if you wanted to buy a house, you had to go find a real estate agent in that local market. And they'd whoop out this thing that looked like a phone book, big white book. Remember those, Richard? I do. Yes. They're huge. Big, yeah. Big white book. It had one black and white picture, maybe of the home. Maybe. And it had just data detail and a description, three bedroom, two bath, two car price. Right. And so at that, back then, most of the real estate agents kind of knew what the inventory was. They were familiar with it. They actually would communicate with each other about it and share each other's listings. So when all of these listings got combined into Realtor.com, in which the National Association of Realtors sold to Rupert Murdoch. So the word, the domain name Realtor, which is a trademark name, does not belong to the National Association of Realtors. Amazing. So <laughs> Amazing. They're not that bright in my view, but anyway, I, did I say that? Sorry. Anyway, so R Rupert Murdoch owns Realtor.com. So Realtor.com took all these different websites of the electronic multiple listing service book that was online all over the country and combined it as one website that gets shared with thousands of other websites. So that's why you can find homes for sale anywhere. Just go to Google and figure it out or any web browser, right? So it's an advantage to the buyer because the buyer is making a decision about which homes that they want to see, mostly based on the online presentation. So in my view, my responsibility as a listing agent completely changed 
because I had to make that impression with the online presentation first before they ever left their fuzzy bunny slippers and drove by the house and asked to go in and see it. I got to make that impression first. So it created a lot more expenses on the listing side to have fabulous photos and make sure that the pictures look great, the whole thing. Um, and so, you know, how much commission is offered to the buyer's agent for me has changed. Some agents offer up 3% no matter what. But what, what recently happened is that the Department of Justice and the National Association of Realtors got into a bit of a cat fight legally. And so now there's now they're in the gun sights of the Department of Justice for not being transparent. Because what happens is that a buyer sees a house on the market, right? Online, because every almost everything's online. And the commission offered is not as high as maybe that buyer's agent wants, right? So the buyer's agent doesn't make an effort to show it to him. And the buyer's like, hey, wait, I want to see that home. How come you're not going to show me that home, buyer's agent? Oh, well, you know, they're not offering enough commission. You'll have to pay me out of pocket. And unfortunately, they're just not trained to negotiate their own fee. It's really interesting. It's very entertaining for me because, you know, I, I'm the one that produces the product, at least in my listings, for them to have a nice house to sell. And it's really interesting. But, but basically, they created this industry norm and standard that said, hey, if you don't offer the buyer's agent at least this much commission, they're not going to show your house. They're not going to bring their buyers there, but you can't stop them because the buyers can see it online and they feel like their agent is not, not giving them all the information. So the lack of transparency is effectively the dispute about how much commission is offered. And the whole purpose putting this commission into the system effectively is because it allows the buyers to have their representation paid out of financing. They don't have to come out of pocket to pay for their representation. It's essentially paid by the seller through whatever is offered in the MLS. Does that make sense, Richard? It's hard to explain. It's kind of inside baseball, but I thought it'd be an interesting topic. No, I think it is. And I think it does make sense. Uh, you're listening to The Real Estate Voice, uh, Barb Schlinker, of course, your home sold guaranteed realty. And if you're interested in selling, you want to give Barb a call. The phone number is 719-301-3900. And we're talking, Barb, uh, about a legal battle between the Department of Justice and the National Association of Realtors over antitrust violations that actually could change the industry. Uh, Barb Schlinker, what are some of the other things that our listeners need to watch out for when they're thinking of, of making a move? Well, you know what? Not every home is in the MLS. Okay. Not every home is there. There are some companies that decided not to use the multiple listing service because they don't want to be a member of the National Association of Realtors. Actually, in our local market, you cannot input a listing if you're not a member of the National Association of Realtors. Does that sound like antitrust? <laughs> I mean, it's just crazy. You have to be a member. You have to comply with their rules and deal with all, all their stuff and comply with their spreadsheet of exactly how it's supposed to look. You're supposed to strip out your contact information from all the marketing so that all the other agents can take advantage of your listing so they can sell it and not you. So it's really 
it's a messed up system right now. This is probably the tip of the iceberg of what's going to be coming down the pipe. And, you know, I love that buyers are given an opportunity to get more freedom as far as which home that they get to see, which home they get to make an offer on and not being restricted by their agents. And it's actually against state license law to restrict buyers. If you're, if you're their advocate and they want to see a house, you gotta, you're supposed to go show them the house. The thing is, the training in the industry is really bad for agents. They don't know how to negotiate their own fee. So if the commission is offered less than what they want, rather than them just try to negotiate their own fee, they just they just try to ignore it and go around it. The other thing that's happened is our lockboxes. So we had these really cool digital lockboxes that are nice because it records who opens the box. So when somebody's going and showing, the seller gets notification that somebody's in the house. We have a record of who went in the house. But the problem is, it's very local. So like, I can't go down and open the boxes in Pueblo. The Pueblo agents can't open our boxes and the Denver agents can't open our boxes. That's another kind of discrimination issue that we're seeing. We actually put two boxes on our listings to give everybody in the state that's a licensed realtor an uh, opportunity to show our listings. And then, then we've got the Zillow factor. Now, Zillow has made a commitment to overtake the whole real estate industry. <laughs> That's in their mission. So there are some problems, like they bought the showing service that most of the agents use, which gives them the seller contact information, all the showing information, all the feedback information, the demand. And so what they started doing is they're buying houses many times over what the market will bear, and then trying to turn around and flip them for a profit. But in some cases, it's not working out and they're losing money. So it's crazy right now what's going on. It's exciting for me because I love innovation. I like trying new things. So it's just, if you want to talk to me about it, I'd love to speak with you anytime. We specialize in helping home sellers get top dollar for their homes. And we do, I am a member of NAR. I do cooperate with, you know, our MLSs to make things happen, but I'm also very much an out of the box thinker as far as marketing. Richard? Boy, you really are, Barb. You're listening to The Real Estate Voice with Barb Schlinker, S-E-H- L-I-N-K-E-R of your home sold guaranteed realty. And if you're thinking of making a move, give Barb a call, 719-301-3900, a short break. When we come back, we'll be discussing five critical home improvements that provide a great return on your investment. Stay tuned for that. 